Hello, welcome to the NHSR podcast. Uh, we do not give them all uh, episode numbers anymore because they come out in funny order. As I say, every single time I record one of these, we're recording on the 10th of October 2023, which means we are recording actually as the NHSR conference is already happening. So it's happening online as we speak, which is very exciting. Um, so I've got some guests with me today who are going to talk about the conference amongst other things. So to introduce myself first, my name is Chris Bealey. I'm a data scientist and I work at the strategy unit. Uh, and I have with me Tom Smith and Tom Jemmett. So Tom Smith, could you introduce yourself first, please? Hi, yeah, my name's Tom Smith. I'm one of the insight managers at Nottingham University Hospitals. And Tom Jemmett, please. Yep, so I'm, I'm another Tom. Um, I work at the strategy unit in Chris's data science team, where I'm a senior data scientist. Excellent. Right. So the conference is well underway, as I mentioned. So we've got the online talks. They started yesterday and they will be running today and tomorrow. Um, just for those of you who don't know about the NHSR conference, we do publish all the talks where we're given permission also to we put them on YouTube. So don't be worried if you miss out because they will um, be available after the event. Um, there's loads of stuff going on at the conference. So there are several workshops going on. Apparently, everyone's very excited about GAMS at the moment. Zoe tells me there was a talk about GAMS yesterday and everyone got very excited. Um, GAMS, I should say what well, that stands for, shouldn't I? General, general, generalized additive models. Um, wiggly regression, I believe Chris Maney always calls it. Um, there's something from Posit about package management. We have our usual intro to R&R &R Studio, which I believe will be done in her usual highly expert fashion by Zoe. And we have another one which didn't make the, it didn't get in in time for this conference. However, someone has offered us um, a Git and GitHub workshop. Um, so that will be, I think, after the conference sometime. We're just queuing that up at the moment. So that's something to look forward to. And I think there are some other workshops as well. So don't feel bad if I haven't mentioned yours. I just had a quick look at the website just now. Um, in terms of the talks, so we have lots of talks going on, uh, as I mentioned, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of this week. Uh, and then we have the in-person conference that is Tuesday, the 17th of October and Wednesday, the 18th. And it's happening in Birmingham at Edgebaston Cricket Stadium, where it's happened, apart from COVID, I think we've been there since, I think, 2018, maybe, or we've been there quite a few years. Um, they're very well themed this year. Um, someone in the team, I don't know, she might get angry. She's a bit, she doesn't really like the spotlights. I don't know if she wants me to name her, but she knows who she is if she hears this. Someone in the team did an excellent job of theming them, um, which is really great. Um, so we have um, um, we have lots of Python talks this, this year, of course, as it's the NHSR NHS PyCom conference. We have them together on the main stage. Um, we have someone, I believe, coming from OpenSafely to talk about their query language for EHR data. We have loads of stuff to do with geospatial analysis, which is always exciting. Um, there's loads of really cool stuff about statistics. I always think it's the unsung hero in data science. Um, that's when is that? That's Tuesday morning. Loads of stat stuff in the morning. That's pretty cool. I will be there. Um, and I think we're all very excited about this talk on uh, Wednesday afternoon, which is just called Base Slaps. That's from Matt Dre. It's always fun. We've had many discussions about base and tidyverse on this podcast over the years. Um, and I should be very interested to hear um, what he's got to say. I mean, I do agree that base slaps, although I use it less and less myself um, over time. Right, that's me for the uh, for the um, for the conference. What 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 are you looking forward to, Tom Smith? That is. Yeah, there's lots happening. So um, I'm going to be there on Wednesday. I can't make it down on Tuesday, but the particular things I'm looking forward to. Um, 
Keiko, uh, Toma and team on Wednesday morning. And I think that's a talk all about basically building a team in NHS England to, to use R. So really looking forward to that because that's quite relevant to what we're doing at the moment. Um, and also Will Manners, not long after that, 10 past 10 on the same day, um, developing inequalities reporting. Again, really, really relevant for, for what we're up to. So looking forward to both of those. Um, the other thing I'm looking forward to actually on a Nottingham front and an NUH front is just the amount of rep representation we've got because um, I think last year we had two um, online talks um, from from our trust and this year we've got four in, and two of those are actually in person as well. So really big shout out to everyone who's involved in in making talks and going to be delivering them next week. Yeah, that's awesome. NUH, they do do a lot of uh, awesome stuff and I'm, I'm glad it's all come to the conference. How about you, Tom Jemmett? Yeah, so um, just having a quick glance over the schedule um, on the Tuesday. Um, I've not looked at the Wednesday schedule yet, but seeing um, Robin Lovelace's name uh, as a keynote talk, it, it, yeah, it's done some absolutely amazing art packages. So I, I'm going to um, be really excited to listen to what he has to say. Um, and then just... Um, I'm not quite sure exactly what the um, content of this one is, but the, the title has made me really excited. Using hypergraphs to model multimorbidity. Uh, I mean, I love graph theory, so um, it, it yeah, sounds quite interesting. Oh, yes, that's a good point. I actually, yeah, they, I skipped over one of the keynotes, didn't I? What was the keynote? Yes, we have Brian Tarrant on uh, on Tuesday morning. Um talking about the um, the Real World Data Science website, um, which is an awesome website, and um, I'll put a link to that in the, the show notes. Um, so Brian's from the Royal Statistical Society, and um, he's really interested in kind of uh, links with NHSR, which is very exciting. Um, okay, so that's what we want to say about the conference. We've got something upcoming as well on this podcast. Uh, I'm not going to pretend that we're not hacking it together, because we are, so... I'm going to be talking to a special guest later on today, and I'm going to paste it into this bit so it makes sense. Um, so we have this year, I won't go into too much detail because it'll be later in the podcast, but we have an unconference running this year for the first time. So at the conference last year, we had like two rooms and we had Python in one room and R in the other, and I didn't really like that very much. I wanted them us all to be kind of, you know, friends together on the same stage, which we are this year. Um, but we did still have the other bit um, and we wanted to use that for something exciting. Um, so we're going to have an unconference just my very quick bullet point summary is it's basically it's a set of exercises which are kind of user defined so i believe you kind of like you know decide what the discussions are going to be and you kind of work through it but kind of on the day um but i'll be talking to um i'll be talking to him later on about that so that's very exciting um okay i don't think we'll do any more news today because it's been very conference heavy so um and we'll be talking to um Pavel as well later on about um the unconference there's so we'll one just other go on session to... at the conference that seems really exciting to me, and that's on the close of um, Tuesday. So there's going to be, are, are you calling it like a, a a speed networking session or something, Chris? Oh, that's right. Yes, I called it speed dating at first, and everyone thought I meant something very different. So I've changed the name now. Yes, that's a good point, Tom. Yeah. So do you want to just say something about that? Well, I, I don't know about um, both of you, but... To me, the, the main thing about going to conferences is it, it, less the the learning and the, the listening to people's talks. I mean, they're, they're always great and interesting, but the networking is the most important part to me. You know, meeting new people that, you know, 
sector and doing new and interesting things and making those links. So when you suddenly realize that you're stuck on problem X down the line, you can think, oh, I, I remember Chris down the you know road is doing that thing. I'll, I'll drop him a message and um, see if he can help me out. So having a, a specific session that's kind of encouraging that networking to me is just going to be amazing. Um, I'm not sure the exact format that you're planning on doing. So do you want to explain that to people? Well, I'm not going to embarrass myself by pretending that we've got an, an exact format just yet. <laughs> um, I'm sure we will do on the day, though. Uh, I mean, basically, I think my idea is you spend five minutes talking to somebody and then you move on to the next person. And we just need to find some way of combining people, either at random or in order or something like that. Um, I mean, I've done things like this loads of times. I always do things like this whenever I'm given the chance. So that we, I had a scheme at my work once, and it wasn't like data scientist type people. It was just the whole trust. And it was really fun. I really enjoyed it because, you know, th there's no way you were going to get an analytics person. I can't remember who I spoke to now. Um, but it's just really good to get like a different perspective on kind of where you are and what you're doing. Um, so I always think these are good. it's the first time we've ever done something like this. So, yeah, it should be good. Um, and speaking of which, just to say as well, we will, unless there's some last minute revolution, which I don't think there will be, we will be going to NQ64 for the social afterwards. NQ64 is what they call a barcade. That's a bar with um, lots of video games in it. Uh, it was very successful last time. I did beat NHS Pycom at Outrun 2. I want the record to reflect that, that I won. Um, and a great time was had by all, so do come along to that as well. In fact, if you're in Birmingham and you can't come to the conference, just come to that bit, just come and play video games with us. That's, that's acceptable too. Right, so now we're in the trailed section with a special guest. So I have with me uh, a special guest, Pavel. So Pavel, could you just introduce yourself first, please? Hi, my name is Pavel Ozhachowski, and I teach at Edinburgh University, uh, among other things, on data science for medicine uh, degree. Excellent, thanks. So Pavel is going to talk to us about the unconference. So we have a, an unconference um, planned at the NHSR conference on the second day, and we're very keen that everyone who wants to be involved gets involved. So Pavel's just going to tell us a little bit about how it might work. Uh, thanks. Thanks for uh, having me, Chris. And uh, what we're going to do this year, we will try to do is in the side room of the conference. So those of you who've been there last year, you know how it looks like. In the side room, we'll try something called Unconference. Um, and it's a format of a conference coming from sort of the open source uh, self-organizing um, uh, organizations, um, among them few charities that uh, I work with. The Unconference format is a conference which comes with no agenda initially. You know, so as we arrive in the room, uh, on the first day, there will be nothing planned yet. And every single one of you can suggest something you want to talk about. So say you have a package you've been exploring and you really want to show people around, uh, you know, that new piece of code. Or maybe you really want to discuss uh, a particular issue about uh, NHSR or NHS Python, or maybe uh, um, uh, some sort of training opportunities. Anything you want to discuss, you essentially will be able to suggest it as a little talk. We'll have on a wall uh, in one of the main rooms, we're, we're going to have a sort of a, a calendar for the second day, because this will only happen on the second day of the uh, in-person conference. And say you want to talk about something for 10 minutes, you essentially put a sticker, sticky note on the wall, uh, on the week calendar saying, you know, at one o'clock, me, Natalie, want to talk for 10 minutes about, I don't know, using maps and R 
uh, to visualize uh, data or something like that. So this is what an unconference is going to be to uh, rehash it. It's going to be the type of side room of the conference where every single one of you can suggest something to talk about. And hopefully democratically, we will just sort of come up with a bunch of things we can talk about. Some slots will be empty. Some slots will be quite well attended. But if you can think of something that excites you and you might want to create community around it, uh, then then do come and and come with an ideas um, of what you would want to talk about. So, for example, Chris, what, what if you could uh, listen to anything, anyone talk about anything, or you could partake in a in a uh, round the table discussion about uh, something? What would it be? What, what would be the type of topics, Chris, that would interest you? Well, I mean, foremost in my mind would be NHSR branding, but that's a bit of a boring corporate answer, isn't it? So I'll come up with a better one. I'll come up with me as a person. Me as a person, I'd be really interested to hear people talk about the transition from being a kind of jobbing analyst data scientist uh, to more going into sort of management leadership type position. I think there's a few people in our community that have made that transition. And Amazing. because data science is so new, there aren't really good models for kind of how you be a leader in the data science space and all that kind of thing. So I'd be really interested to talk about that personally. That's amazing. Uh, I've been recently reading a lot of books about it because me as a, as a programmer and teacher, uh, uh, a lot of my colleagues are making this jump into management of programmers and teachers. And it's quite an interesting thing how to do it till you good, but also so you don't lose the thing you love the most. Uh, you know, if, if it was me, like my my topic of currently of um, geekiness, I'm literally, this is what I sit here and doodle about, is the shiny apps for Python which just came out like a few months yeah, yeah, ago. Yeah. Uh, so I've been teaching some courses at Edinburgh Uni about it, like an evening courses. Um, and I would be very, very interested to meet other people uh, who've tried them or who want to hear about them or people who use them in R and would like to have a look how it works in Python. Uh, so that's that's the type of thing I would write on the sticky note. So for example, I would say, oh, you know, Pavel uh, wants to geek out with people about shiny Python and I can, show some stuff you know there will be an extra monitor by the way in the in the spare room where we're gonna have the unconference uh there'll be an extra monitor so i would be able to hook up my laptop to the monitor and show people oh you know this is my experiments with shiny uh, python this is what we're doing with uh, my students and probably i would say oh we need 20 minutes uh, to geek out about it so as you all are thinking oh i could talk about this i could talk about that uh try to keep it in this sort of 10 20 minute format um, and and rather as a hook, like, you know, I want to meet some people who are also interested in it and then over lunch or over coffee, we'll continue geeking out. But this is going to be almost like a flag, you know, uh, people passionate about uh, Shiny Python gather around this table at one thirty. that type of thing. Yeah, so that's um, the really important thing is that, so you've obviously got to have people who want to talk about things, but it's about people who, who say they're interested in the topic, aren't they? So all, everyone also needs to look at what's going on and just sign up for things and see where their interests are. Exactly. And well, what we'll try to do, uh, I'll, I'll be primarily drifting all day around this table uh, or in the in the small room. Uh, we'll try to have some handovers, you know, so if there was discussion about, to go with the example, if there was discussion about Shiny Python, um, we'll gather some links, we'll gather some notes, and there will be placed somewhere online, some sort of document where each single one of you will also be able to see what was discussed on that session. For example, if there was a really good speaker that you were very interested in at the same time in the main room. So essentially, we don't want to steal the thunder from the speakers in the main room, but also we want to give the um, 
opportunity for the long tail of community uh, to also hang out. You know, long tail, all the people who have all of these niche interests, uh, like a particular type of library, particular type of uh, career choice, that type of stuff. Yeah, it's all about building the community, isn't it? Basically, that's what we're trying to do, build connections. Brilliant. So thanks for having me for this minute, Chris. I'm really looking forward to, wow, it's next week already. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the conference um, and the unconference that will be happening on the site. Uh, throughout the first day, we'll be encouraging people to put their ideas on a wall, even if they're sort of half-baked. Uh, and it's just, I just want to talk about blah. I don't have any slides. I don't have anything to show, but please let's get around the table and talk about it. And definitely there'll be some demos as well. I'm looking forward to all this. Yeah, excellent. Well, thanks very much for your help. I'm looking forward to it too. I shall be in the unconference room, I'm sure, um, from time <laughs> to time. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing what people want to talk about. Brilliant. See you next week. Great. Okay. Thanks very much. Uh, um, right. So we're going to move on to find now. Um, after my, I seamlessly editing someone talking about unconferences. Um, so, Tom, you were going to talk about the glue SQL function. Yeah. So I think someone posted this in the finds channel on our Slack workspace a while back. Um, but if people aren't aware of the glue package, it's a, a way of what we call like string interpolation. So if you were writing a, a, a big long string and you, you want to put in something like, um, hi, my name is, uh, and I am uh, years old. The one way you do it in function and then break it at all the points where you want to insert a variable. Um, in Python, you might do it just with strings and plus. Um, but that can become quite clunky and um, messy at times, especially if you've got very big, long um, things that you're formatting. So uh, uh, yesterday I was working on uh, an automated email body. Um, it, you know, lots and lots of text that was going in, but little bits that was going to be automated, like the person's name and um, a QR code that was going to be inserted into the, the image. So the glue package helps with that. It allows you to um, put in a, a kind of a, in um, the curly braces, um, the variable name or a bit of our code. And what it will do is it'll run the kind of string and stick in the values um, as appropriate. So that works quite well, but if you're not careful and you were to decide you want to use that for creating SQL scripts, you can run into a little bit of an issue. So the issue is what's called a SQL injection attack. Um, it's a really common form of kind of um, hacking that can go on, you might say. What SQL injection is, is if you're on a website and it allowed you to enter a name, what someone could do is they could, instead of saying, you know, my name is Tom, they would say, my name is close speech marks, semicolon, drop table, people. And what that's going to do then is it's going to take your SQL thing where it's meant to be a aware statement. It's going to suddenly stop the select statement, turn it into a delete, and it will you know, drop all the values out your table. So what you want to try and do is prevent that attack by sanitizing the inputs. So Glee SQL handles that for you. When you you could write something like select star from table where name equals and then your variable name. And instead of just sticking that raw string in there, it's going to escape all the, the characters. So it always runs as um, the query that you're intending. 
so yeah if you're ever having to generate dynamic sql um and pass in some values even if you're controlling them yourself but especially if you're putting it in like a, a website maybe in a shiny app or you know <laughs> an api using flask and python or something like that do something to prevent sql injection attacks by sanitizing you inputs and yeah glue sql is a, a really nice way of doing that in r yeah it's worth saying as well there is of course an xkcd there about this because of course there is um little bobby tables will be familiar to uh to some yep. of the nerds in the audience um so i'll put a link to that in the show notes that's a really good way of uh kind of seeing it at work um okay so i've got a couple of finds one is very linuxy as tom pointed out to me tom j that is but you know it's our podcast so we're going to talk about what we like um, so I've been using R on Linux for probably 10 years. I get no, probably more, no, more than 10 years. I mean, that this is why I started using Linux because of R, because I would read package documentation and they would write, it doesn't really work on Windows because I don't really care about Windows. And I thought, well, I, you know, I need to learn the thing where they do care about it. Um, and despite that, I didn't know that install.packages takes a, an NCP user argument. So as all the Linuxy people listening will know, it can take a horribly long time to install packages. I mean, a clean install with R, if you type install Tinyverse, it's not go and get a cup of tea. It's more like go and make yourself a three-course meal and go and watch a film afterwards. Um, but yeah, apparently, to, I have to be honest, I haven't used it since I, I made this find, um, but apparently it does take an NCP use argument, and that is clearly going to help quite a bit. So I was very pleased to find that. As um, someone who just recompiled Tidyverse this morning on um, Arch Linux, yeah. it takes an absurdly long time to run <laughs> Um, it would definitely go away, make a cup of coffee and drink the coffee. Yeah, and then learn how to make coffee and then go on all the way and come back. Um, someone put a find um, that uh, some of you will be familiar with, but it's probably worth a reminder that there is a function in R to cite packages. So it's really important when you're kind of writing things up, um, particularly for sort of people, academic people who are writing packages, because they're often kind of almost judged on the on the citations. So we all know that, you know, we all know that we love dplyr R and, you know, we all know the packages that we love, but some people actually, you know, by citing their package, you'll, you actually be, be helping them. Um, so there is a function, it's just called citation and there's loads of arguments you can give it that will kind of shape what it comes back with. Um, I'll just put a little note about that in the show notes. So that's worth a mention. Um, Tom J, you were going to talk about shiny live. Yeah. So People may have seen recently that there's been two kind of um, things released. Um, Shiny Live. So WebR is a way of having R code running your web browser without having to install R locally or anything like that. And then Shiny Live is um, just building on that. So it's running Shiny applications within WebR, um, at least as far as I no, um, someone may correct me and point out some details, but yes, yeah, a long, long time ago, the first the kind of bits of code that you could run in a web browser was running JavaScript. Um, and then there was, you know, Java and Flash kind of came and went. But for the most part, the, if you wanted to run something dynamic within a web browser, you were writing JavaScript code. And um, there's certain performance issues with that, I guess, and people wanted to try and make more you know, fast and optimized code. So reading Wikipedia back in 2015, this idea of WebAssembly was um, put forward, 
Um, and it took a couple of years, but um, looks like it was about February 2018 that this started to become a, an actual thing that was built into web browsers. Um, so now finally, someone's come and created an R version of WebAssembly. Um, looking at it, I've not had a, a, a good chance to play with it yet, but you can run a lot of the packages. It's if not all of your R code that you could possibly want to run um, within WebAssembly. I think particularly if you have packages that need to be compiled from source that might cause some issues. Um, but yeah, you can run R without even needing to install it. So it could be a really interesting way going forwards that maybe we are able to build some kind of tools that just sit entirely in your web browser. You kind of open it up and start running R codes and doing your analysis in Chrome or Firefox. Yeah, and then having shiny apps running it as well is uh, just a, a, a great way to get that tool into people's hands and start learning and developing it and maybe progressing to more full-blown applications in the future. But yes, the future is exciting. <laughs> and the early future is maybe five years old, but ours finally catching up. Yeah, no, I'm, I saw that and I'm, I'm really interested in this from a practical point of view, sitting in a, you know, a, a trust that is trying to do more with R and Python. Structure around, you know, we don't yeah. have servers uh, where we can host um, shiny work. Um, so actually, although increasingly we've got analysts who want to work in this way, when it comes to the, that critical step of actually delivering your work to the person who's going to consume it, the customer, um, the, the clinician or the manager. Um, yeah, the more options we've got to, to kind of bridge that gap, the better. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting a little bit of time to dig into this and work out how it can help us, if it can help us. Um, and particularly around some of the kind of, um, you know, we're working at health data. So um, a lot of the data can, well, some of the data can be sensitive. So to what, to what extent we have to, um, look out for for things like that and, and what are some of the constraints around it um yeah i'm i'm really excited about this as a potential kind of delivery method and that, that that can get us to the point where we can justify investing in a server at some point yeah so re really critically with the way WebAssembly is working is it is running that r session within your own web browser so there mm -hmm. could be applications that develops that even though you're going to a website it's not sending any of that data out of your computer. It's it's running entirely within the web browser. So it could be a way of getting around some of those issues. The, the issue, of course, is going to be how do you convince people that, yeah, this is a, a, a tool that's, you know, um, my R um, studio running in a web browser dot com. And how do, how do you make sure that your information governance team are happy that Yes, you're not sending up your data to um, China and North Korea by accident. It's it's entirely sitting with your own computer. So, yeah, that issue notwithstanding, it's a really interesting way that we could get these tools into people's hands easier. Yeah, I think we as a community need to um, need to know more about this. So we've got something, and there's a we've written a little book called Statements on Tools that is, I believe, cited by people sometimes when they're arguing with either IG or IT teams about these things. And it's got a little section in it on, because um, people often ask me how to deploy Shiny. I get that question a lot. So I thought I'll just answer it once and write it down on the internet. Um, but we could maybe, maybe we need to have a think about adding something to um, to this. 
I'm very disappointed. I'm going to say it because I, I mean, I don't know if people do in the trade do say this, but it's certainly written as wasm this uh, web assembly, which I think is a great word. So I'm very disappointed that Tom didn't say it. So I thought I'd say it just for fun. Um, so yes, we can probably maybe even report back on that at a, at a subsequent point. Um, okay, so that's that. I wanted to mention something else out of the Fires channel. This is all out of the Fires channel on Slack, by the way. I forgot to say that at the beginning. We have all, if you come on the NHSR community Slack, um, we have a channel called Finds, and people put stuff in there. And we'll, I mean, occasionally I do find things myself and put them in there, but I'm generally just copying all this out of the Finds channel because it's great. Um, so someone put in recently something. Uh, it was a talk. I think, I can't remember if I, I think it was maybe someone from Google, was it? Yeah, from Google. So NHS PyCom. Um, had a talk. Uh, it's on YouTube. Um, Software engineering for data scientists. It's really, 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 really good. Um, uh, it's not just for Python people at all. So I watched it, and it was re it was about you know as we as a you know many data scientists listening to this, I'm sure will agree with me and say we don't do software engineering particularly well. It's often a bit slapdash. Present company accepted, of course. Um, so, but it was it, having that level of um, you know kind of method and detail on this importance of it was really good. So I can definitely um, say that that's uh, worth a watch. Right, okay. I think that's all the finds today. Any closing thoughts from anybody? I'm just really excited for um, the conference next week in person. So it's always great to get out of the house and meet some people in the flesh. So hopefully um, see lots of you lovely folk there. Yeah, if you ask us that question in a week, you won't be able to show us up. Yeah. So yeah, maybe we should do that. <laughs> yeah, it might be good to have some sort of uh, conferency wrap up thing. We will be talking again about the young conference as well, so that will be on the podcast. How that went, um, so that'll be interesting. Um, yes, I was going to say something about the conference, and it slipped my mind now. Um, oh yes, so it's 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 proved very popular. Um, so there are there actually aren't that many tickets left um for i think particularly for the tuesday um so if you have heard this and you're interested um then please do um make sure that you um register as soon as you can i think there's only about 20 left um i'm going to say this i'm going to say this lots of times so you're all going to get bored of me hearing it but i'm going to do it anyway because um because i can because we're all on the podcast together so why shouldn't i um so when hackers started up, a lot of people thought the NHSR conference would die. I heard that from lots of people. People were almost amazed that we were having a conference. They were like, oh, you're having an NHSR conference. Um, well, of course, yeah, NHSR, NHS PyCon conference now, but they were saying NHSR conference then. Um, and I was, I was surprised. I was like, well, yes, of course, we're going to, well, everyone wants to come and be a nerd for two days, don't they? Of course, we've got loads of stuff to talk about, about the fact that base slaps and NHS plot the dots and, and all the stuff that we talk about. And they seem to me to be totally complementary. Um, and I think this is probably, I need to, I haven't actually checked the numbers, but this is certainly either equal or, or more popular than any conference that's gone before it. Um, so as I say, we are very low on tickets, uh, which is great. So there'll be loads and loads and loads of people there. I'm sure there'll be loads of people at the social, loads of people at the speed networking. Um, and the talks, as I say, the, the, the program is really, really, really good this year. It's had a lot of work done it, on it and there'll be lots of people there. So, uh, do come along. And of course I should mention, of course, it is all available virtually. Um, there is a, there will be a channel for asking questions if you're hybrid and everything will go on the, where we've got permission to share afterwards, which you nearly always do. Everything will be on YouTube afterwards. So, um, it's, so it's a resource for the community in the future. So if you miss out face to face and you're hybrid, you should still have a good experience. If you miss out on the hybrid, 
you should still be able to watch the talks afterwards. So uh, do come along to the website and have a look. Right, I'll shut up about the NHSR conference now. So thank you, Tom Smith and Tom Gemmett, for joining me on this newscast. Um, if there's any, if you have any comments or questions, we've had one so far ever. Um, do email the podcast at nhs.rcommunity at nhs.net. Um, we will see many of you hopefully at the conference, and we will be back in the future with more conference with more podcasts. So one of them about the unconference and uh, more besides, I'm sure. So I thank my guests again. And we'll see you next time. See you next time.